Welcome to Radio Free Culture, where we discuss issues at the intersection of digital culture and the arts. My name is Liz Berg, and this week we'll be speaking with Cheyenne Homan, the new managing director of the Free Music Archive. Welcome to our 20th episode of Radio Free Culture. My name is Liz Berg, and in this episode we're going to be doing a little bit of navel-gazing. For some reason, we started Radio Free Culture in 2012 and never once talked about the Free Music Archive, which is a site that WFMU began in 2009. Today, we're going to talk about the background of the Free Music Archive, what led to its launch, and we're going to be discussing the future of the Free Music Archive with the new managing director of the FMA, Cheyenne Homan. Thanks for joining me on Radio Free Culture today, Cheyenne. Thanks for having me, Liz. We are actually going to go over the history of the Free Music Archive and talk about its future. So the Free Music Archive began in, it was first launched in 2009. We were planning the site for maybe a year or two prior to that, and it started out from a grant that we received from the New York State Music Fund. And so they gave us a little bit of money from this fund that Elliot Spitzer, who was then the Attorney General of New York State, Elliot Spitzer sued a lot of the uh, record labels for committing payola crimes. That's pay to play over the radio. And they put it into this giant pot of money and gave it out to New York State and New York area music charities, us being one of them. We had this idea to build a site of music featuring independent artists, you know, similar to what WFMU does over the radio. And so we built a site full of freely licensed music. That meant that we compiled a bunch of great Creative Commons music and we started licensing live sets here at WFMU and got a bunch of curator friends who we thought had good taste in music to all throw some music into this giant pot and we stirred it and then the Free Music Archive came to life. That's sort of the history of it. The reason that WFMU wanted to take on this project in the first place was that at the time the Copyright Royalty Board was starting to come up with weird rules for webcasting. And all of us webcasters, especially us non-commercial webcasters, got really scared that um, the, the royalty fees, the brand new royalty fees, would be too expensive for us. Now, years ago, some similar thing came up called the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And when that, that was in 1996, when that happened, WFMU was also scared that our ability to webcast would be Uh, prohibitively expensive. So what we did at the time was we contacted a bunch of labels and artists that we played and asked them to sign a waiver saying it's okay for you guys to webcast our stuff. As an extension of that, we decided to build a repository of music that was licensed freely for us to webcast and we could sort of exempt ourselves from whatever weird rules the Copyright Royalty Board came up with at the time. So that was the original intent of the Free Music Archive to help WFMU and other independent radio stations in these uh, hairy days of webcasting rights and royalties. Little did we know that it would become a huge resource for independent producers and filmmakers. So that's sort of where we are today. Now, this year, we just hired Cheyenne Homan as our uh, third director of the Free Music Archive, and we're really excited to have her. Um, Cheyenne, can you tell us about your background Yeah, so I have a lot of radio background from college radio, in a sense, non-commercial radio, educational radio, and I also have a background in library science, so coming from there... um, Are you into taxonomies? Are you into metadata? 
Oh, more than more than you can imagine. Um, yeah, actually, I've I've been really interested in how people find information and making it more accessible. Um, I've also been very keenly aware of some of the legislative and uh, intellectual property implications of copyright and its restrictions on media and have been really excited about the Creative Commons options given to creators. So I'm excited that the FMA is doing something really visible um, in conjunction with Creative Commons. Yeah, we were so excited that people started using FMA music for other creative projects. It's like, uh, you know, what the internet was meant for. What what got you excited about the Free Music Archive in the first place, aside from the, the Creative Commons stuff? Well, I'm also uh, a fan of WFMU, so knowing that they were affiliated closely with the project and, as it happens, like, started the project, it's been really exciting to see a lot of the live sets that go up on FMU. Those uh, those tracks have been really uh, exciting and fun to listen to. And also the Creative Commons community and the NetLabel community, which I didn't know much about before, is really vast and full of these amazingly creative people um, that I think would not have the same amount of exposure if it weren't for a site like the FMA. What do you look forward to in the coming year? Because you you came on at a very busy moment in time. The Free Music Archive got our second grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, and so we've got a ton of fun things planned. Can you tell us about them? Yeah, so I've had to hit the ground running a little bit, which has been good. It's a, I needed the exercise. So basically, the National Endowment for the Arts grant has a couple of different um, elements to it. The first is an educational portal that we're going to be putting on the Free Music Archive site. I'm putting together a couple of webinars, which we'll be launching in the coming months for video producers, audio producers, and educators. And those will go up uh, not just once as a webinar, but will also be available on the website in perpetuity for people to refer back to. They will explain the Creative Commons uh, licenses a little bit clearer than perhaps the abbreviated synopses of them on the site do, and also how things can be used based on what their licenses are. Uh, I'll also talk a little bit about some of the FMA-specific licenses, such as the download-only license that's just meant for personal listening. In addition to the educational portal, we're going to have a couple of contests. We're going to have a micro-song contest. So with the advent of mediums like Vine and Instagram videos with this minuscule time limit, six to 15 seconds, generally speaking, um, we're going to be asking people to make teeny tiny songs to accompany these teeny tiny videos. Uh, So that'll be a fun contest coming up and hopefully won't take too much effort to compose a six second song, but you never know. I might even make one and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I used to make tiny remixes of outtakes from podcasts when I made them at my old job. And so some of those could be fun. Um, Aside from the tiny song contest. We've also got a music video uh, endeavor. We want to have people mix songs from the FMA with public domain footage, which is available um, on archive.org and other other places on the internet that offer public domain material. Yeah, the public domain review as well is a good good source for those. Um, Yeah, so we're going to be doing those and then the Masters Remastered contest, which will be where people take works that are in the public domain and rework them and put them back into the public domain. You know, maybe a Bach composition redone as dubstep or something. (laughs) So some of those should be pretty interesting. I look forward to what the community churns out. Then uh, last but not least, we're going to rework our app. 
Yes, so. the FMA app. Yeah. It's it's cool, but it could be cooler. It could be cooler. And it could work better. And yeah. so I think we need to also include the Android people yeah. <laughs> into the mix. And, uh, yeah, that'll be pretty exciting as yeah, well. Yeah, so we're bringing them into the fold. And um, I'm also going to relaunch our newsletter. So we'll have some mixes featured and a couple of releases featured. We'll have some news about the FMA and what's going on, how you can get involved, and how people can uh, visit our webinars if they want to join in the fun so yeah the webinars I think are going to be super helpful because a lot of people who use the free music archive just are coming into this world of creative commons and legalese from a background that has never seen this stuff before so I think it will be a great help and it will also be great for the free music archive artists who are on the FMA so that people who are using their stuff are using it correctly elsewhere on the internet. What should people do if they're interested in submitting music to the Free Music Archive or becoming a curator? Maybe they have a cool radio station or music group. Uh, How should they get in touch with you? So our sort of catch-all email address is contact at freemusicarchive.org. If you are submitting music specifically, we have a music submissions um, email address, which I think is just music submissions at freemusicarchive.org. You can find those contact points on the FAQ and the contact page. And if you want to become an artist on the FMA, get in touch, let us know, uh, send us some some tunes. We prefer streaming services and not download files, um, musicians. So if you send us a zip file, we're less likely to listen because um, there could be viruses in them. So send us your Bandcamp page or YouTube video or, or whatever, whatever um, format suits you best. And we'll get in touch. And if you want to be a curator, if you're a label and you really want to share some of the stuff that artists on your label have done, or you are a net label, or you're just a bunch of people making really good Creative Commons music that you would like to share, uh, again, get in touch. Contact at freemusicarchive.org. Or you can email me directly, Cheyenne, at freemusicarchive.org, and I'd be happy to work with you. Um, We typically ask that people submit a couple of tracks or give us an idea of what the page would Uh, with what regularity you would update and what sort of genres you would cover. Yeah, we'd like to keep the Free Music Archive a site full of quality music online. I know there are a lot of places online for people to just upload their music, license, creative commons, just, you know, willy-nilly, you can upload your whole catalog, blah, blah, blah. Free Music Archive is not like that. Um, We want to keep the site curated so that it just represents the best material possible from a bunch of different perspectives and voices. Submit your stuff, but also understand that it's not a free place for you to upload every single song that you've ever composed yeah it's not quite like a Bandcamp page or a reverb nation or something where you can put a lot of stuff or like archive.org where you can just upload whatever you would like um we don't have infinite server space so yeah and you know the point of the free music archive is to share your music so that others can use it in different creative ways you know whether it's just downloading it and listening on their phone during their subway ride to work or maybe they want to put it in their podcast if you have a little bit more of a flexible license or maybe you're interested in letting other people use your songs in their videos So there are a lot of different licensing options and a lot of different possibilities for the Free Music Archive. And and the point of the project is just to make more music available for those cool projects to exist. 
Yeah, and to turn people onto tracks, um, you know, if you're primarily looking to just gain some exposure and you don't want to put your entire uh, catalog up for free download, that's totally understandable. You can put a couple of tracks that you think really exemplify your work, and if people are interested, they can get in touch with you if you leave your contact information on the website. Um, licensing deals have been struck this way, so yeah, definitely some- don't don't discount that fact. A lot of musicians who have uploaded material to the Free Music Archive have gone on to make lots of money actually from from licensing their music for you know commercial uses or films or all kinds of other things. Yeah, so you know. Play around and see what's out there, and we've got lots and lots to dig through, so have fun. Great. Um, Anything else we should mention? Not that I can think of aside from uh, I'll see you on the internet. (laughs) Great. We'll see you on the internet, folks. Thanks again for tuning in to this edition of Radio Free Culture. Uh, Liz Berg joined by Cheyenne Homan, our new director of the Free Music Archive here at WFMU. Please feel free to get in touch with Cheyenne and also to to come back to the Free Music Archive over and over again to browse the, the great music we're offering. In the next few weeks, Cheyenne will be hosting Radio Free Culture, and so please offer her some, some welcoming words, and I look forward to seeing which guests she brings to the podcast as well. Yeah, and if you have ideas or uh, suggestions, feel free to tweet us at Free Music Archive without an E at the end, or uh, visit us on uh, Facebook. We're also on Facebook. So I guess we we reached that uh, Twitter <laughs> like character, character limit. limit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Free Music Archive. Yeah, and we tweet a song of the day every day. So if you want to just check out some new stuff, there's fresh content every day of the week. Very nice. Thank you again, Cheyenne. Thanks, Liz. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive, and is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Our theme song is Smoothest Runes by Thick Business and can be found at freemusicarchive.org.